Hello, and welcome to the Office Tech EDU podcast, bringing you technology tips, tricks, and tutorials in bite-sized pieces today for you to use at your desk tomorrow. This is episode three. I am your host, Beth Hayden, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to properly share your applications within Google Drive and how to more efficiently collaborate while using them. I'm not sure about you, but I'm now in the middle of week five of working from home, and the thing that I seem to miss the most out of all of this is the actual verbal collaboration while working on projects and the understanding of what's needed by being able to see others' work, facial expressions, and possible mind maps of what the final expectation should be. We all have different ways we work on projects. Some are lists, some are detailed bullet points on a blackboard. Some may simply know what they want, but not the meat and bones of how to get there. I was once asked to do a stacked Google form that would generate a document, put it in a Google Sheet for review, and generate a PDF for printing for the student's file. The analogy used by the director that needed this form was, I just want to have the electric car. I don't want to know how it's built. That's where you come in. He knew what he wanted, but he wasn't quite sure how to get there. So I had to play, collaborate, ask questions. There was a bit of trial and error amongst all who were going to use this data. The project was a success, but like all projects, we're still all collaborating, trying to make it better for the next school year. We come across different types of bumps in the road while we're all using this because we all tend to use technology just a little bit differently. The point of all this is that no matter how we work on these projects, collaboration is involved. With so many ways to collaborate while working from home, whether it's in the office or on the go, what's the most effective way to do this? Well, the first thing you're going to need to do is to share your file with your team so it can be worked on together simultaneously. Gone are the days of sending an attachment, waiting for the file to be worked on, and then sent back to you an attachment while keeping your fingers crossed that the file that they sent was not only named correctly, but was the actual correct file that they had worked on, as it was probably downloaded multiple times going back and forth between various people. Google Drive, OneDrive, and Microsoft 365 are all cloud-based, and all of these platforms can be shared and be collaborated on without downloading them. So you know that the document that you're currently working on is the most up-to-date document. That is the best thing ever. Okay, so on to sharing. If you've ever been in any of the Google Suite applications, you've seen the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Share. Did you ever notice that the share button happens to be the same color as the Google icon for that application that you're currently working in? Well, yes, you can just enter a name that is in your contacts folder and the email address will pop up or you can enter in a physical email address or you can even click on the get shareable link that's in the upper right hand corner of the pop up box. If your email address is a Google Apps for Education, Google Apps for Work, or a Google Apps for Nonprofit email address, meaning your email address is connected to your Google Drive, then when you go to click on the Get Shareable link, it'll automatically be defaulted to anyone in your domain can view. If you are sending it from a private Gmail account and you click on the Get Shareable link, it's anybody with a link can view. The way that these links are shared can be changed. If you are in a Google domain account, meaning it's an organization, 
then all you need to do when you click on your share button in the upper right hand corner of the application that you're working in is to click on the drop down arrow next to where it says copy link and the first things that will pop up if you're in a domain organization that uses Gmail is anyone in your domain can edit, can comment, or can view. So you need to think, how is this application going to be used? For an internal course catalog with hyperlinks to the course of studies with the pacing guide, we have it set to anyone in our domain can view. So they can view the actual spreadsheet with the hyperlinks and they can click on the hyperlinks, which are set to anyone in our domain can view, but they can't be viewed by people on the outside. If it is a public document, say our course catalog that just shows the school, the course number, the course title, what department it falls under, what A to G requirement it hits, and the course description, those are available for the public. So those are set to anyone with a link can view. If you happen to select anyone with a link can edit because you're going to be sharing it with a group of people that needs to be able to go in and edit as needed, be very, very careful because since it's open to anyone with a link can edit and not set to specific people, if they happen to share that link with others, others will be able to edit the document that you've currently shared. So to prevent that, if you wish to just share with a group of people that need to all work together to collaborate on this document, the easiest way to do so is to enter their email addresses in individually. When you do this in groups, they all need to have the same editing rights. So if they are getting actual editing rights, go in and put that group of name in, click on done, go back to share, enter in another group and it's to comment or enter in another group and then it'll be for them to view. You have some options that can be utilized. When you also click on the get shareable link and you click on that drop down arrow, when the drop down arrow is selected, you also have an option for more. When you select more, you're then given the opportunity to make it public on the web. Meaning if you're doing a resource document that you think that others would be able to benefit from, not just your small group, you can make this public on the web and anyone who is searching for it will be able to find it and no sign-in is gonna be required. If somebody's not signed in and goes into your document, you will see in the upper right corner to the left of the share button, uh, little tiny circles and when you hover over them, they will show a name if somebody is signed in. If somebody isn't signed in, it'll be like the anonymous badger or the anonymous cougar. They'll all say anonymous, meaning that person is not signed in but they are looking at your actual document. When I go to share my document with other people, the one thing that I enjoy the most is the fact that I can add a note to let them know what it is that they need to look at in my application. But there's also something better in the advanced down at the bottom right-hand corner. When you click on it, you can send a copy to yourself. The best thing about the fact that you can send a copy to yourself is there's no way for you to, at a glance, be able to see when you shared this document or asked somebody to review it if you do not click on that send a copy to myself. Yes, in Google Drive, you can go to your information icon and when that file is selected, you can see that it was shared with somebody, but it doesn't share the message that was sent to that individual. If you're asking them 
to add content to your document and you do not send a copy to yourself, then you have no proof that that's what it was that you asked them to do. When you send a copy to yourself, not only do you get it date stamped because it'll come in with a date and time stamp in your email, but it'll also show you the copy of the message, which is great. So in order to do that, underneath where you invite your people at, and it says notify people in the checkbox, you would click on the add message, and then you would be able to include your personal message in the text box that pops up below. You can also paste your item into an actual email. If say you were sending out a short memo, this is where you could click the paste the item itself into the email and the memo will show up in the actual email. If this happens to be the case, I would switch the edit option for the people that you're inviting to see that memo to view only. There's some owner settings in the advanced features. Down below underneath the send button, you have the options to prevent editors from changing access and adding new people. And you have the option to disable the collaborators from being able to download, print, or copy for those that you've given commenter and viewers rights to. Why would you want to disable the options to download, print, and copy for commenters and viewers? Perhaps you have a document that has sensitive information in it, um, such as student information or a policy that is not yet going to be uh, publicized, you would not want the people that you are asking to review the document that you're currently working on to copy it, download it, or print it. Because if they happen to do that, then you run the risk of it being visible before you're ready for that to happen. Or perhaps it's something that shouldn't be visible or printed out at all, such as sensitive student information. Now, preventing editors from changing access and adding new people. If I'm sharing a document, that I need to collaborate with specific people on, I don't want them then turning around and saying, hey, this is what I'm working on, can you take a look at it? This might again be sensitive information or something that doesn't need to be viewable uh, outside of the people that I've chosen to share it with. So those are your sharing settings in a nutshell. Bonus tip, if somebody asks you to reshare a document with them, you don't have to. The easiest way that you can reshare this document with them so they can find the document is to go up to File, Email Collaborators, select the people that are requesting the document to be reshared with, type in the message about what it is that they need to look at, and just click Send. Don't forget to select the box that says Send a Copy to Yourself so that way you have record that you were able to resend the link to the person that was requesting access. So now that you understand how to share your document and how to reshare your document by emailing your collaborators, how do you actually collaborate within the document? The first thing you want to have an understanding of is what are the expectations from each member in your team? Just like those dreaded group projects that were assigned to us in high school, we all have to figure out how to work together. So if we are working on a Google document and information needs to be entered in by you, but additional information needs to be entered in by one of your teammates, then how do you go about making sure that you guys are not typing over top of each other? Having a template available ahead of time with different pages or in a table for others to know where they need to start working 
can come in handy. However, if you don't have that available, you need to be able to communicate with your teammates on who is going to be responsible for what. Now, say I started a document and I needed to be able to get help from teammate one. I could go about this in one of two ways. If you are in a Google document and you are collaborating with one of your teammates, you could easily just hover over to the right-hand side of the area where your cursor is at and click on the little circle that has the comment icon in it and add a comment. Now, if you haven't highlighted a specific area and your cursor just happens to be in a paragraph, it'll highlight the entire paragraph. So if you want them to specifically look at a particular sentence because maybe it just doesn't sound right to you, highlight just that particular sentence before you click on the comment icon in the circle to the right. And then just enter in your comment. So if I were to enter in, I need you to go ahead and review this for me, something just doesn't sound right, and then click on the comment button, then your comment will appear on the document for all your other teammates to also be able to see. If you do not click on that blue comment button after you've typed out your comment, your comment is not actually saved. So anybody that is in the document that has editing rights can resolve a comment. If you need to see what the comments were in your actual document and who has resolved them, next to the share button in the upper right hand corner is the comment icon. These are the actual comment responses, not the adding a comment. So you would go ahead and click on that icon which will open your comment history and it will say what was selected and the, what the comment was. So if somebody has resolved it but didn't resolve it, you can reply to the comment yourself or if you want to, you can go ahead and resolve it. If for some reason it was resolved and you need it to be reopened because you don't feel that it has actually been resolved, all you need to do is re-click on that comment icon next to the share button and click reopen. And it'll even date stamp it and timestamp it. So you will know when the comment was made and when it was actually resolved. To reopen it, just click on reopen. If you click the little drop down arrow to the right of reopen, it'll give you the option to delete this comment, reopen the comment, or even link to this comment. So if you need a link to this comment to be able to email out to your teammates, you would click on that and it'll give you a link that you can hyperlink into say an email. If you do not see any of your teammates avatars in the circle directly to the left of the comment history, then nobody is currently on your document. As soon as one of your teammates opens your document or is in your document, their avatar circle will show up to the left of the comment history along with a little gray circle icon with a person and some talking bubbles. If you need to communicate within your document, but you do not wish to have the comments recorded, then you would click on this little gray icon that says show chat. And when you click on that, it lets you know how many people are actually in this document. So if it's just me and one teammate, it'll say two in parentheses and then the people that are signed in. You can type the chat in in the pop-up box that is at the bottom of the right-hand banner. When you have finished with your chat, if you close out your chat, your chat still stays there. 
But if you close out of the document and then log back into the document, your chat is gone. However, that chat is not gone for your teammate unless they too have closed out the document. You can tell that you have a new comment in your chat feature because over that gray circle, you will also have a little red dot. That's your notification dot that lets you know that somebody has typed something into your chat box. To know where one of your teammates are in any of your Google applications, if they are also collaborating with you at the same time, around their avatar circle will be a color. So these are randomly assigned colors by Google, but it will show up on your document as that color. So if they have their cursor at the beginning of a paragraph, the cursor will be pink or green or blue or whatever color has been assigned to them. Your cursor is just gonna be your regular standard cursor. If you're in a Google Sheet and you're collaborating, then the cell that your teammate is in will be their color. If you are in a Google Slide, whatever slide your teammate happens to be on will have their little will have their little circle underneath that slide and then if you go to that slide whatever it is that they're working on will be in their color these colors are also assigned in the revision history so if you need to be able to see who did what if you go to your revision history in your Google application, each person will be assigned a color. It'll have a little square with a color and then their name next to it because they had to be signed in to make an edit. And then when you click on that specific revision, it'll show you the document with the various colors of who was doing what within the document. If you are in your Google Sheets and you need to make a comment, you can click on a cell and then right click or you can go up to insert and comment. In Google Slides, it works the same way. Just right click and choose comment or click insert and comment. Say you need one of your teammates to work on something specifically. If you happened to be in a Google document and you have multiple teammates that are in there and you need to make sure that teammate one works on this section of the budget and teammate two works on this description for the board, how do you let teammate one know what it is that they're supposed to be working on or vice versa with teammate two? If you're not using the chat feature and say perhaps somebody has closed out the comments or they're not even paying attention to the comments. Well, the easiest way to do that is to highlight the area that that person needs to work in or the sentence that needs to be reviewed or the table that needs to be filled in and where the comment section is, where it says add a comment, if you type in a plus and then type in their email address without a space, and then type in the comment that you wish to direct specifically to that person, a little checkbox pops up directly underneath your comment that says assign to, and then that person's name. By using the plus sign, you're adding people to this discussion and they will receive an email that tells them that this is what has been assigned to them. So it'll look different for the person who's seeing it versus the person who sent it. If I am the person that's sending the, the assignment, mine just says that this was assigned to and then that person's name along with the actual comment, which was the plus sign and the email address and then the, the notes for them to do what they need to do. On their end, when they open the document, it'll say assigned to you, and then it'll say 
that the sender assigned this and this is the comment. Both parties can actually mark the assignments as done. They're not resolved, they're just considered done. A comment is re a resolution, an assignment is a completion. However, up in the comment history, next to the share button, if you open that up, it also puts the assignments in there along with the, just the regular comments. So if you need to be able to see whether or not that person actually did the assignment and closed it out as done, or if another teammate accidentally did, this is where you would be able to see this at a glance. You have five ways within a Google document to be able to collaborate with each other. You can share your documents with a message. You can add comments. You can use the chat feature. You can add assignments and you can email collaborators. Outside of your Google Drive, if you wish to use a chat feature that does record, I recommend using the Google Hangouts that's in your Gmail. If you wish to actually be able to see each other face-to-face, -face, you can open a Google Hangouts video call, which is now Google Meet. You have Google Duo on your cell phones if you wish to use that. And then you have other text messaging applications that are cross-platform, so it does not matter if somebody is using Windows or using a Mac. You have Telegram, which may be blocked by your institution, that it can be locked down. You also have Slack. Slack can be used, and you can also send files through Slack. You have your iMessenger if you're uh, MacBook to MacBook, or iPhone to MacBook, or iPhone to iPhone, and a slew of other text messaging applications for you to work with. You just need to work with your team to see what's going to work best for all of you. My hope is that you all remain healthy and if you're working from home, you're able to stay sane. And if you have to go out, whether it's to the office or to the store, please be safe. Thank you for listening to episode three of Office Tech EDU podcast, where hopefully I was able to bring you a few tips, tricks, and tutorials that you were able to learn about today for you to use at your desk tomorrow. The show notes can be found at officetechedu.com and you can also follow me at Twitter at officetechedu. Today's music was found at bensound.com and sound effects by zapsplat.com. Until next time, bye!